Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Hey, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadon, and with me as always... <laughs> Richie Byrne. Richie, how was your up? weekend? It was good. It was, you know, it's funny. It's weird now um, because as comics, we our weekends are usually like Monday, Tuesday. Or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> Today's now, our day of rest. With this show, we I, I feel like I have a real job now. I don't like it. <laughs> Richie's you know punching I mean? a time clock, damn it. You guys don't know what Mark and I go through. We put a lot of time and effort into this goddamn thing. And and we don't get paid anything. Right? <laughs> and and we're always on the phone trying to get guests and all that shit. And I'm like, I want to go back to work. Oh, I can't wait to get back to work. I had oh. a rough one today, buddy. Yeah. I'm wearing black because I attended two funerals. Two funerals. I'm sorry, man. Well, before you get too uh, sad for me, they were fish. Okay. <laughs> I was going to do a spit take, but it's not my computer. <laughs> the uh, So my, as people who know me know, I have two sons, Duke and Axel. Uh, Duke is four. Axel just uh, turned six. Him and Joel share a birthday. Right. And uh, <laughs> Axel is like an animal lover like he has uh cardinals in our backyard that come back to the bird feeder and he names them and he has he knows all the squirrels names he loves his dog he has you know all these fish so uh two of the fish passed away today and i'm pretty sure if pretty sure if law and order was in on this uh my younger son would be getting hauled away so something went down yeah uh, <laughs> lenny briscoe would have showed up and said who threw the apple in the uh, aquarium so what happened i was changing the water in the aquarium i had him in a bowl and um duke was eating an apple next thing i know duke's gone he's playing with his blocks upstairs i think wow that's weird I come downstairs, I look at the fish bowl, like a big bowl that the fish were in, and there's two floating and an apple laying in the middle of the bowl. And What, um, what do you think? Oh. That's, that's the blue tetra. Uh, Axel named all three of them John. So we have John, John, and John. That way he doesn't confuse them and insult them by calling them the wrong name. Okay. And there's the white guppy that passed away. That is the uh, king of wishful thinking. Now, are these... That's the name of the. Yeah. We're not like Go West fans in our house. I have no idea. Because uh, no idea how he got that name. Wishful so. thinking did not work out for him. He's dead. Yeah, he should have been the king of dodging apples. Now, are those really pictures of your fish, or just pictures of fish? Those that... were stockfish that look exactly okay. like them. Um, right. I do have pictures of them somewhere on my phone, but that was uh, last minute put together. So, what are you going to say, you fishes, that they all look alike? Uh, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I don't mean to sound racist, but white guppies look like white guppies. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, I have fish. I remember you. I have fish a, guy. I have a pond in my yard. Oh wow! Yeah. Hey Dina, first time listening. Hey, Dina. Thank Hopefully, you. Hopefully you enjoyed it. 
Enjoy um, and stay with us. And Brian Flammer, definitely not first time. <laughs> um, so you have a pond, like a whole pond. Yeah. Say. Let here's what happened when I when I was gonna when we were looking at this house, right? It was first house I ever bought, and I know you just went through all that house oh, buying. Yeah. Well, you, shout out to Joel's mom. Shout, us up. Yes. You you don't want to um look like you don't know what you're doing when you're buying a house. But yeah. you don't know what you're doing. No, no idea. Right. So I when we looked at this house, they had this fish pond in the backyard, and I was like, that's really cool. And I mean the goldfish are like this big, dude. Yeah, like koi. We have koi now. They're like one minute, let me get it. They're like this big. <laughs> the goldfish like are really big. So, um, when I saw the pond, I really wanted the house, you know, uh, but I didn't want to, you know, I, I'm a grown ass man. I don't think that's a reason to get a, a house. <laughs> so I had a couple of buddies come by who are uh handyman, you know, they're both firemen, but they both do work on the side and everything. So before we buy the house, I had them come by, check the electric, check like, I don't know what I'm doing, yeah. but I'm figuring they know what they're doing, right? So, dude, we Thank go into God. every room. I had Joel's mom and my father-in-law. She Joel's mom was our realtor, so there was no right. like, hidden shit. And then uh, shout out to Donna if she's listening. And then my father-in-law is like a carpenter. So, like, we would walk right. in the house, and I was like the girl, like, oh, I can decorate this room, and I can do that. Right. And they're like, yeah, the plumbing's horrible. The electric. <laughs> Let's but, go to the next one. But I'm trying to act. Like a man, and I use the word act. There's, there's the first problem. So I take them. We go in the living room. We go up to the, we go up to the attic, and I'm banging on walls. Like I know what I'm like. See, that's pretty good, right? It's dirty. Like I know what I'm doing, and they're checking shit out. They're getting in like little crev crevices. Look, they know what they're doing, you know. So we check out. And I show them the basement. I was going to two guys in there to help me decide if this house is worth buying. And all of a sudden they go, well, look, oh, you got a back porch. Let's go look at the porch. We go out to the back porch, past the back porch is a pond. And my two buddies go, holy shit, there's a fish pond. You got to buy this house. <laughs> Richie wants to go out there and reflect into the reflection pond. So, yeah. So, and I love the pond. I do. But our first year there, we were here for about six months. Now, there's it was June. It was Father's Day. I, I refer to this story as the Father's Day Massacre. <laughs> so we had about, I don't know, 13, 14 goldfish. And we didn't have any um, koi yet, thank God. And we have a, a hose that's connected to the house. And if you turn the spigot on... If you move, there's a connection. If you move the connection this way, the hose works. If you move the connection this way, there's a hose underground, that a line that leads into the pond to fill the pond. It's really cool. It's awesome. But if you leave it in the middle, they both work. So my wife didn't oh, no. know that. This is Richie tragedy. So it's on a Saturday. She's out in the backyard. It's the beginning of summer. It's June, it's like June 8th, whatever. Saturday night. She's hosing down the yard. She, she finishes. Now, when she lets go of the hose, it shuts off, right? 
but it doesn't mean the spigot's still on. And the thing's in the middle, which means all night water went through the line. So I wake up, Father's Day. It was a beautiful day in June, dude. My wife's already on. She's up. She's doing her thing. I made a cup of coffee. I sit down. It's a beautiful day. I pour. I take the coffee. I'm bringing them. My wife goes out the back to do something out in the backyard. Oh, I bring the coffee to my mouth. And before I even get it, I hear, oh, my God. <laughs> and I run outside. I'm thinking she fell. Dude. The pond was completely overflowed because the water just was on all night. All like, night. And the, there were like three fish in the yard, like <laughs> dying. Wait, I think Chris Roach does an impression of a fish looking for water. Let's see if we can find that real quick. <laughs> That's exactly what my fish looked like. So, and then the other fish, there were no fish in the pond, but there were only like three in the yard. One was dead. The other two were gasping for life. We're trying to throw them back in the pond. We had a, um, we had a, uh, a, a, a waterfall, a, a filter. And so the water would go through the filter. Because the water raised so high, the fish went into the filter. Oh, Jesus. So, when you lift the filters in the shape of a rock, if you lift the top off, it's a filter. When you lifted the top off, there's like 10 fish. <laughs> We're trying to get them. About five of them died. It was in, and, oh. and, and I oh. said to my wife, I go, we, there's no way we're having kids because you can't even handle fish. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry, but that's yeah. so funny. Just picking yeah. them. So, that's my Father's Day massacre. So. Oh my God! It was just Mother's Day, so you're giving a little yeah. shout out to the fathers. I shout out to the fathers. I um, <laughs> well, I, I and now on a more serious note, we we did have somebody pass away. I believe it was last night. Uh, yes, a, big, uh, a, a great, a, great, great comic, Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller, what right there was with Ann Mara and his, his wife Ann Mara who passed away five years ago. They were married yeah. for almost 60 years. Wow. That's Imagine that. And um, fantastic. People know him. That's him with Ben, his son, Ben. Who's a little I don't ben. know what ever happened to Ben. That's a little. Oh, there's Big oh, Ben. There's Ben. There's Ben now. <laughs> and uh, you know that he um, he played Frank Costanza George on ben. Seinfeld. Famous for Festivus. Right. right. Who do you... Who does not love the Festivus episode? Right, right. And he was uh, Arthur Spooner on on uh, Kevin's show on on uh, King of Queens. And it, 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 here's something that's interesting. He was in World War II. Really? Yeah, when he got out of the war. Doesn't look went, like a fighter. He went to Syracuse University, majored in theater. Oh, wow. Came back. He was from New York, but and he met Anne in an acting class and that's how they ended up uh together and he told her he he started doing comedy and he told her you should do comedy oh, and and he ended up writing all their material and they were people don't even know that because a lot of people know her. she was the teacher in fame the, the movie fame yeah. and stuff and he he they were a great uh duo and uh we have a clip for them 
Thank you very much. Uh, recently, there's uh, been a lot of talk about computers in the newspapers. They've even managed to date people with the help of computers. So Jerry and I would like you to meet a couple who have been ideally matched by a computer, and uh, they meet for the very first time. <coughs> How do you do? How do you do? I'm Hershey Horowitz. <laughs> I'm Mary Elizabeth Doyle. <laughs> Doyle? Horowitz? Horowitz. H-O-R-O-W-I-T-Z. <laughs> Hershey. My friends call me Hesh. <laughs> Doyle. D-O-Y-L-E. My friends call me Mary Elizabeth. <laughs> Is Doyle your real name? Sure. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be my real name? I don't know. I mean, uh, I was just hoping you... <laughs> no, we're Doyles. We're Dempsey's on my mother's side. Dempsey. <laughs> Horowitz. Schmollowitz on my mother's side. <laughs> uh, this computer's a very good thing. Oh, terrific. I was, Listen, uh, I was I reading mean, all about it, it, Takes know. all the guesswork out of meeting someone. Yeah. <laughs> Electronics, so you can't make any mistakes. Uh. <laughs> it, it must have been hard to swipe left on a computer back, back then. then. Oh my God! Now, how funny you, is that that they were doing uh, internet dating jokes before it became hacking? And that had to be like what 63, 64? I mean, it was Carson. But what I found funny about this, and you is all when when Joey St. John, our, our producer, showed it to us. Our awesome producer. As I'm watching it, I'm thinking. This could work today. This and then when we came back from watching it, Joey was like, yeah, I don't get it. Because he didn't get the idea of a Jew and an Irish. An, an Irish Catholic hooking up, you know, which is funny to me. Like how <laughs> he goes, I know it's funny because I heard the laughs and then I watched you guys laugh, but yeah, it just went over my head more like, Oh yeah, you're too young to get racism. Oh, or he's just not that <laughs> or he's just not that bright. Could be that <laughs> But you know, um you know that he and Ann Mira, Mira were uh, they were in Chicago in an improv group group called the Compass Players, which went on to become Second City. Oh wow. How cool that is that? That is awesome. They're an institution, man. Yeah. So he was 93. He would have been 94 on June 8th. Wow. Yeah. And it, it you know, and Ben, of course, is huge. And Amy is, do you know Amy? Have you ever met Amy Stiller? Yeah. She used yeah. to hang out at Stand Up New York. Yeah. She, she I met her. Working there. I had lunch with her once. Lisa Lampanelli and I were having lunch, and she was in the same restaurant, and she came over. Very funny. She knew Lisa, and she was really nice. We had a great time. We had a great, you know, yeah, very funny so, stand-up comic. Yeah. Uh, so, God bless you, Jerry. Still at 93, I, I would kill for half of that. Well, real fast, before we uh, before we bring out our guest, we have a quick clip of some uh, of some of his uh, acting oh, roles that some right. younger people who don't know his stand-up might remember him by. So we'll play that real quick. We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in a pool. We're going to be in a clubhouse. We're going to be all that shuffleboard court and I dare you to keep me out why'd you put the bananas in there George likes the bananas so let him have bananas on the side all right please change tables get out of here we have a booth Frank I'm cold 
Order a hot dish. Excuse me, don't you work with my daughter Carrie Heffernan at the law firm? Carrie, yes I do. So you must have been at the wedding last weekend. I sure was. <laughs> You're free to go, sir. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> So I wasn't dreaming. Marvelous. Wait a second. Where are the Dutch hookers? Oh my God, he's such a good actor, man. I I almost forgot that I wanted to mention a a, a good friend of mine, Darren Jordan, uh, shot a film that I was a producer on. And I got to watch him and Danny Aiello act together. Wow. Who recently passed. And uh, they had a scene. There were two brothers who were, uh, they were uh, 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 dueling vaudeville companies that were, you know, they hated each other. And it was so amazing to watch them because Danny played such a great straight man. And Jerry was afraid of him, but was also like maybe the smarter of the two. And it was like it had to be the same feeling when people watch like uh, uh, De Niro and Pacino act in a scene together, you know. Or that, it's just like, I sort of think back in the fifties, he was in a production of Coriolanus that John Houseman produced in New York, and he played one of the comedy roles. There were three comic men in the show. The other two were Gene Sachs, the oh, director, man. and Jack Klugman. Wow! How cool is that? That would be something if you yeah. had the playbill to that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> really. So R.I.P. Rest in peace. Jerry Stiller. What a great, great guy. So I think funny, we just did, so talented. We did more of a Jerry Stiller tribute, uh, tribute than even Ben's going to do, I think. <laughs> oh, man. So let's uh, let's bring this show up. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's yeah. get it upbeat. We got a great guest today. I'm so excited to have him on. Uh, we became buddies uh, recently. We haven't. We're not old pals, and uh, so it's kind of interesting. I'm excited to hear a little bit more about his story. Um, you guys are gonna love him. Richie Redding's here, everybody. Richie Redding. <laughs> like following 18 minutes of fish death and uh, <laughs> comedian memorials. Holy we're not, shit! We're not your normal podcast, bro. We do all kinds of shit on this. We're show. a little. We're a little goofy. You have a great podcast, man. That was uh, one of the first Thank times you. I got to hang with you, like hang, hang. Yeah, we don't deserve dogs. Um, it got rebranded from you were you were on Pets and Punchlines. It's now we don't deserve dogs. Um, we don't deserve dogs. Yeah, you're. I do. My my girlfriend's a veterinarian. I thought yeah. you were making a statement after hearing the fish thing. Yep, that's wrong. What you have up there, that that's uh, yeah, the that's the wrong one. one. She um, she's been on the Doctor Oz show. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I've met her because I uh, I do the warm up. I have so much respect for your gig and what Oz does because of that. I don't yeah. know if you I don't know if you remember that episode. It I was, know, no. it was one hundred percent Chinese people, and not like oh you know not, not Asian Americans. I mean fucking. Chineses, because um, Chinese. they didn't probably, understand. They didn't understand a single word. It was a stone face. I, and it, then 
<laughs> and, then it, and then at the break, when you went like that, they went fucking crazy. Like Kim Jong-un was like going out into the water. And then they just fell asleep. Yeah. And then they would come back up. It was insane, dude. There's Bring a company, dancing guy. <laughs> there's a company called USANA. They're a health and wellness yeah. company that I love. They're, I, I, they're great people and they're great company. And every once in a while, they pretty much rent out the studio. And anyone who works for them comes to the show. Well, everybody who works for them is pretty much from China. So my whole audience, and most of them don't speak English. And I have to do, so she was there that day. Okay, that's right. Yeah, so. Dude. I, like, I mean, and, and Oz is like playing to the camera. It was like doing a really shit comedy taping. Like I, I've done BET shows before <laughs> where it's, you know, you're like, I was, I was comic number 51 with the same audience and they checked out around 16. Yeah. Everybody's just going up, eating their balls. And they're like, just act like you're having fun. The, so, um, yeah. So you're just quick. playing for the audience that's sitting there on their plastic couch at home. <laughs> One of the one of the heads of USANA has a rock band, and he was playing here in New York in Queens. His band, and I went to see the band, and I didn't realize that everybody who was in the audience was going to be these Chinese people from. So when I walked in, they went berserk, Rich, because they they've seen me so many times at Oz. You they, you would have thought like, oh no, Eric Clapton walked in. They're like, he's here, he's here. Everybody's trying to take pictures. It reminded me of, um, remember Jerry Seinfeld was a big hit in China or something? He had a, a commercial on his yeah. show, and, and everywhere he went, they would take pictures. I was like, that's, I was like the biggest star at this thing. So, like, every 65 year old man that rides a bike while smoking in New York City is one of your fans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Richie, Richie. Absolutely. absolutely. Richie. Both hands on the fucking. <laughs> Uh, so wait, you so the podcast changes. It's still the same. Uh, there we go. Look yeah, at Joey yeah. catching up. We don't deserve dogs. That's yeah. a cute dog. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's still me and Lisa, and uh, it's, it's comics. There's a lot more influencers now. We just had a uh, we just wrapped a, a podcast with this guy, uh, Doctor Alex Blutinger, who's a uh, an emergency veterinarian, but like. Vets know more about the COVID situation than your average human doctor. Oh, I bet they probably, you know, yeah. have a different angle because they're, you know, bias free. Right. Well, and, and dogs are now contracting the virus, right? Uh, there, no, there's no evidence that dogs. Why am can... I reading that people are, people said their dogs have it? It's bullshit. Um, that. Like if they do, it's something that's contained. Like what's what's more likely it happened is that it's a it's a person who, that, so the dog owner had the virus, and they when you especially in the beginning they call it a high viral load. So they kiss their dog or they talked in their you know they coughed in their dog's face or something. So they swab the dog and they find it, but it doesn't actually convert into coronavirus well, like dogs get. dogs aren't getting bilateral pneumonia and all this other shit right 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 right, right yeah right and <laughs> i know way more than i want to know about the coronavirus because uh i don't know if mark Budden, <laughs> but both of lisa's parents have it or had it yeah, and yeah are they okay uh 
Yeah, I mean, miraculously. So, how, I, for, for having, how old are they? Uh, 72 and 70. Okay. But for being as unlucky as possible, they've gotten extremely lucky. So, uh, it, uh, I, this is a comedy show. I don't want to make it a downer. I don't know. They, it's Corona Monday, uh, buddy. Yeah, it's Corona Monday. This, our theme yeah. is coronavirus on Monday. So, the thing that's so weird about. <laughs> about this and hey, <laughs> you're on a show uh the, the thing is so weird about Who you know, is that? about the uh dr lisa yeah. Oh, oh, okay. yeah yeah about covid19 is that people feel fine until they crash uh we actually just found out that they call it happy hypoxia so yeah. like you're you feel fine but you're body's not get your blood isn't getting enough oxygen oh wow so you're fine you're fine you're fine you're fine you crash and uh her parents were like they you know they they, they were like under the weather and tired but everything seemed fine until she put this thing on them uh like we live in the city she was managing them down down here in florida through a like an at-home nurse that, that like you know she found somebody to do a, a house visit and there's a thing called uh, a pulse ox that you should get. You guys should both get these if you don't have them and get your parents to, to get Let's them. Put that in the comments. Pulse oximeter. Okay. And it, uh, it, it basically measures the amount of oxygen in your blood. It's, they're $30, right? It's just this little clip-on thing that it gives you your heart rate and your pulse ox. And it should be like above 95 and all of a sudden it dropped down to like 80 or something for her dad. And it's like, go to the fucking hospital right now. And the, the first, uh, the first ambulance didn't even come in. They just said, uh, they're, they're like, Oh, can they walk to the, to the ambulance? And the nurse is like, yeah, probably. Okay. They're fine. And then the second one, uh, the second one didn't even come to the door and just said, uh, literally just said, they're not dying. So we're not going to take them. And then, wow. Yeah. And then it was a third one and it was like last second, the nurse freaked out on him because her dad couldn't breathe. It said for the first time that he couldn't breathe. He had been saying he was fine before that. And she told him, you know, he was going to code and he had to take him. So, and he, he was on a ventilator for 20 days. Oh, yeah. So the whole experience, uh, one thing I definitely took out of it was that it it means a ton to me when uh, when my friends on Facebook tell me that they're praying for family. And I don't give a fuck when some uber liberal atheist tells me that they're sending good vibes. I don't want your fucking vibes <laughs> shove those vibes in your pee hole i've got approved gods only all right i want <laughs> i want the big three i want yahweh i want jesus i want allah in a pinch i will maybe consider a hindu god but only if you're indian if you're fucking white <laughs> if you <laughs> learned about hinduism on YouTube, go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Pray to the same God your grandmother prayed to, or fucking beat it. But 
So you're not much for uh, positive vibes. <laughs> Get back to your drum circle, you hippie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it, it was the, the whole thing was it was incredibly intense. And uh, I mean, dude, if you're if you're sick and you have two legs or four, you want Dr. Lisa Lippman in your corner. She was like, she was managing their care. Um, you know, she she basically like I'm I'm getting heckled by a fly right now. She uh, she you, mobilized a team. Can I just experts. tell you that we've been yeah. doing this what about five or six weeks on camera? Uh, you are by far our most laid back guest we've had so far. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? You're like so anyway. Uh, the fly. <laughs> you can tell you're in Florida. We're in New York. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you were living in Midtown when you guys got the news you're living in midtown like right by the theater district yeah um Ground zero, so i basically. actually i i cut short uh, a run of shows i still had like another four days left i, I was down here in florida doing shows but I was, I was monitoring you know the the whole COVID situation and i listened to this uh, uh this podcast called true anon that it started as uh, a Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theory podcast, and it has it has forked into a lot of other things. But uh, they were talking about COVID for months, and when so when De Blasio announced there was going to be a thousand cases in New York, you know that coming week. That's when I cut my shit short. You know, I paid for the. Ticket home. I was like, we're getting the fuck out of here. So we fell back to Jersey, and we were just going to ride it out at her parents' house. But the same day that we got to her parents' house was when they went to the hospital, and the whole thing just turned insanely tense. Wow. Man. What was the date? Do you remember the date? Oh, man. Um, I want to say it was like the 17th or something like that. March? Wow. Yeah. That's right about – that's when we closed down here. That's where everything closed yeah. You know, that week, the 16th. Yeah. Uh, it was it was funny because I had actually done somebody else's show, uh, like, right before that. And uh, and they were talk kind of making fun of Corona and, like, that it's a panic. I was like, I don't think it is, man. And, and I, I actually had just gotten these two uh, survivalist buckets of, of dehydrated food. Like, I, I'm, I'm half a prepper at this point. <laughs> I, I want to be more, but you just the gun rolls just suck in New York City. I want guns <laughs> so bad. You would have been out on the steps. I will double tap my neighbors in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> 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 the slightest sniffle. <laughs> Who shot you? <laughs> so you're in New Jersey, and then um, how long were you there? And then you had you drove down to Florida, or yeah. Um, I don't know. I, so I guess it was like, I guess we were there for three weeks. And then when we got the news that her, uh, that her mom was going to be released. But first of all, I mean, I started to say earlier, like Lisa was on these doctors like stink on poop. And also, you know, she, she basically had a, a team of veterinarian specialists that are her friends that also know human doctors and stuff that were like, 
double checking the vent settings, double checking every single medication and every single step. Like, I mean, dude, it was amazing the level of care that like of of supervision that she gave to their care, and and they caught a bunch of things. Like the hospital was great, but they did catch things, and. Uh, so yeah, so we the, the biggest problem was that we were concerned because there was the the New York ban when at the time that we were doing oh, it. Oh so yeah, like, they were turning people from yeah, New York. So away. so New Yorkers were the new Chinese people, and <laughs> <laughs> seriously, got a taste of it. And uh, so we so uh, so. I was afraid we we're going to get pulled over, so I I, uh, I called Enterprise and I was like, "Yeah, I want an SUV with uh, with Florida tags." They're like, "Yeah, sure," like <laughs> no questions whatsoever. And there was a uh, there was a checkpoint set up at the border uh, really? at, at Florida, yeah, and it yeah. was like I think it was like 10 p.m. So it, it, we got there, we went door to door in 17 hours. We didn't. We wow. didn't Wow, we didn't go inside did a single place, just pissed on the street. We had all our food with us. Like the longest break that we took was to get the dog to poop. Like we just beelined it. And uh, and they're like near Miami. Like we hauled ass. But, wow. but, but when we got to the border, she couldn't find her mask. So of course blames me for that. So <laughs> so we're having a full blown most likely it was you. <laughs> so we're having a full-on fight for like the tenth of a mile that we have to pull over for this checkpoint, and it's like, motherfucker, I can't find this fucking thing. I told you I was right fucking there. I put mine on, like, just pull over to this side. So she pulls over to this side, thinking it's going to be cops. It was just two homies that like both look like they like work at Home Depot, and the and the guy he has a mask. But it's down to here, and and like he like comes right up to the window. I was like, "Yo, like back up!" I cracked the window like this, and he like comes back again. I was like, "Yo, dude, put your shit on!" And he's like, "Sir, the virus is everywhere. We already have it." I was like, "Oh, cool. <laughs> like this is your, <laughs> this is how prepared you are." And he's like, "So he's like five feet away from the window." He's like. Where are you coming from? And she free, like she has the worst lie game and poker face. She's like, we have Florida tags. And he's, he's like, but what state are you coming from? She goes, we have Florida tags. So I've got the mask on. I'm like, fucking say Georgia. She goes, Georgia? He goes, all right, have a good night. So, oh, God. that that was the crack squad that they had protecting <laughs> the, the crack border. head squad. Yeah, literally, <laughs> everybody on that highway was coming from Georgia. <laughs> like, like, we literally... You didn't lie. You went through it. Yeah, we just <laughs> left Georgia. Right. That's funny. So uh, that, you're down in Florida. You've been taking care of her folks. And um, yeah. how does that change your perspective of, you know, we're used to running around doing stand-up all the time. How has this changed, you know? yeah. Um, I mean, you know, one thing that it's given me is like a chance to be of service and I mean, it, it puts things in perspective of what really matters, right? Like, yeah. like, you know, any bullshit 
I'm bored type of stuff when I see. It's like, <laughs> dude, I don't give a fuck about your boredom. You know, mm-hmm. like, like the. I kind I, of, it, it, in a way, I'm sorry, God. Oh no, you go. Go. In a way, it's kind of like it's given us something to focus on, and like we we were when we were both just living in fear of the unknown with the virus, like we were, we were pretty snippy with each other and it was like kind of shitty for those first few days. And then, and then once they had it, it was like, okay, well we're great in a crisis, you know, yeah. like it gave us something to do. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I want to be out killing stages and I want to, you know, I, I wish I had, 10 million followers and all that. But like for now, the best I can do is like make sure everybody's fed. You know, I take care of all the, all the stuff that, that needs to be done. And, uh, you know, so mom's doing well and, uh, and dad just got moved into a rehab. He took 30 steps today and it was like a really big deal. Oh, that's great, man. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely brought the family together, you know? Yeah. Now I know every day is like a completely different scenario and what's happening, but what are your plans for the future right now of like getting back on stage, but also even more getting home? Like, do you plan on going right back? Do you Uh, you reconsider anything? I mean, we're kind of here until, uh, until they're both. Okay. I think, um, what we're really thinking about doing in order to get them back is to uh, is to rent an RV, and they can just both be chilling on beds, you know. That's a good idea. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. Think that. Um, I don't know. I think comedy is gone for a minute, man. Oh, like, oh, it's gonna be quite a minute, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Like you know, I, it's it's rough. But, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm getting heckled by Chloe. We love her very much. Uh, the so yeah, I mean it, it's kind of just first things first, you know. Yeah. Um. So I I'm lucky that I I still have a project to focus on because I've got a, a an album coming up pretty soon. We, we haven't locked down a date yet. So this is crazy unto itself. So I I told you that I you know I cut this this Florida run short. So I was at Miami Comedy Inn on March 13th and 14th and planning to do an album. And the 13th, well, I, I was already down here, and I, but I, I thought about possibly uh, canceling the shows. And I, I called the owner, Mike, and he was like, you're not going to believe this, but Saturday, Saturday is sold out. Like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... Like all the shows that week sucked. It was there was you know four people at one of them. There's eight people at another, and then Friday was just shit. Like they were just bad crowds. Like it was the same weirdness, and then Saturday night, like these people were out hoot hollering, having a good time, and like it was great it was surreal like yeah it, it was like they didn't know like corona jokes like like one of the first things i said when i went on stage it was like wow you guys are uh pulling off the very difficult task of having fun and not touching anything and <laughs> they didn't get it. yeah it just like dropped and <laughs> so i wound up getting 
a, a very like I'm really happy with the with the hour, but it was like part drunken food fight for the first 15 minutes to like zap these people enough to get them to shut up and listen, and yeah, the the, the resulting album I really like, but like I think it's literally the last album recorded. Yeah, wow, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I know a lot of guys had shit in the tank, or you know, it was yeah. in the pipeline that it was going to be released. But in terms of like last copyright date, I think I got him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had um, Anthony Rodion, and he said that he shot in late March, early April with no audience. He actually made a video. He made oh, a, yeah. So, which really? is interesting. He actually shot himself with no audience, <sighs> which is bold. You know? Yeah, Drew Michaels did that, and it was just a hot bag of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> but well, the reason know. they did the reason they did that with him is that he's like, you know, he's somewhere on the spectrum that he can't take like the slightest bit of disapproval. And like, if somebody's not He's laughing, in a great, great career path, <laughs> dude. Like, headline sets at Caroline's. Like, he's jumped off the stage and like gotten in somebody's face because like one person was like not really responding. <laughs> Richie's like that. I no, but when I was an open micer, there was a comic who was a a bodybuilder. The guy was a massive, and he he wasn't very good, and. One day I gave him advice. I said, dude, when someone heckles you, you have to deal with it. Like he would he wouldn't deal with it. He'd just get nervous and not do anything. So <laughs> the next time he got on stage, somebody heckled him and he beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and everyone's like, what are you doing? He goes, Richie Byrne told me to deal with it. I went, I didn't mean physically. <laughs> When you said they have to be dealt with. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys ever, uh, have you ever, you have a good story about jumping the gun too early on a heckler? Like they said one thing and you attacked and the whole crowd turned on you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a good story. It's just, that's the thing that happens, right? Is it, is it Bill Burr that's, that that says, that it's uh, that young comics doing uh, doing I, somebody says this that, that like young comics doing that it's like you're better off getting bitten by an adult snake than a baby snake because a baby snake can't gauge how much venom it's going to give you it just it's just going to dump its whole fucking load of venom on the first little bite. <laughs> and that's definitely what it's like, right? That like it's so true when you just snap too early, and yeah. the crowd's just like, "We're done." Yeah, we're not coming back. Wait, N word, C word combo. That was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is nothing worse than when you go after and and you think you're gonna have the audience on your side, and you don't. And then oh. you're like, ah, now I'm really fucked, man. There's nothing I can do here now. <laughs> yeah. I heard this really great story. It was a dude who does, like, performance stuff. Like, he juggles, he rides unicycles, whatever. And he was playing at the comedy. comedy. Yeah. He was at the comedy <laughs> like, stop at the trap. And uh, 
some lady who's a regular walked in and looked at the the three comedians and was like, oh, my God, I've seen you before. I love what you do. I've never seen you. I'm excited to see you. Then looked at my buddy uh, and goes, uh, I've seen you like 10 times and you always do the same thing. I hope you have something different. And she walks in. He goes in the back and he's fuming. He's in the green room just fuming about it. That I can't believe she would say that. I can't believe she said that. He went out and gave the performance of his life to impress this woman. Like the greatest performance he's ever done. And then he goes, he gets off his unicycle at the end. He's juggling on a unicycle and he's, you know, has fun. On that little stage? Yeah. (laughs) And he gets a standing ovation. Everybody's like going crazy. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. Fuck you. (laughs) The whole crowd didn't see the whole show. She was just. So the whole crowd. Why would you yell at that woman? Oh, (laughs) that's great. He turned a a shitty feeling into a standing O back into a shitty feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Ken Krantz posted a thing that. that uh, he was on the road once with Angelo, possibly for a Soul Joel gig, and, uh, and somebody had been heckling him for like the whole show. And then they go to a bar and there's karaoke afterwards. <laughs> and the heckler was doing karaoke. So Angelo's like, yo, man, go let him have it. All right. So he starts like, so Ken starts booing the shit out of this, <laughs> this girl that's doing karaoke. Oh, and Angelo goes, yo, you're an asshole, dude. And just walks away. <laughs> so <laughs> he fucking double bagged him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so perfect. We got to go out on that. But before we do, Chris Roach has a quick message for you. <laughs> That's drink jokes and storytelling. Richie, stick around. Don't log. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.